Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. I know there's a timeline, a specific verifiable timeline. Mm -hmm. It will help people hang on and just be more determined to say, wait a minute, the end is in sight. Because as humans, if there's no end in sight, we can't hang on. Hopeless. It's hopeless. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. So, Neil, I want to start, introduce a quote that we both know from the Bible. There is a time and a purpose for everything under heaven. Right. Ecclesiastes. Nothing new under the sun. A time and a purpose for everything under heaven. And God has a plan, right? He has a plan for our, our lives, for our existence. And it goes from our beginning all the way to the end and then something brand new happens that never was and it starts again in some other way but we don't know what that is but we have a, we can we can look at this span of time which we call time right from the beginning until the end and it turns out for you, for me based on what you have said to me that the Jewish calendar the reconciled Jewish calendar along with you know the 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 Essene, uh, uh what what was the other word you used? Uh, Pharisaic, the Pharisaic calendar and the Essene calendar combined gives us an amazing understanding of the beginning to the end, and what it means, right, to God. Yeah. And everybody wants to know how is this all working out? How right. is this going on? And it turns out. From my understanding, from your words to me, mm-hmm. that the Jewish calendar is an incredibly accurate tool for us to understand. Right, right. So um, it's an incredibly complicated uh, idea that many people will dismiss out of hands yeah. who are Christians, yeah. who is our audience. Exactly. But it's helpful, as we discussed beforehand, why would you want to know some of these very old, well-accepted ideas about how time is broken up yeah yeah. Um, it's important for a number of reasons one because the bible alludes to it many many different ways in many many different places about the time but basically that that word is a lot used a Mm -hmm. lot in the bible yeah it's used a lot in the bible and there's a lot of confusion um some people would say in the church, for instance, Jeff, as we were talking, that I don't need to know any specifics. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells me not to know specifics, and I'm happy just knowing the world's going to pot, 
and um, uh, Jesus is coming soon. And so on one hand, as we both said, yeah, you, you, that, that's true if you can hang on, but sometimes it's helpful if you just know there's a very ancient, very well-known methodology or reckoning of time that uh, points out very specific things in our epoch that we live in now Mm. and you're not going to get it by the gregorian year 2022 no you're You're not going to figure it out people try to and they write books and all kinds of things it's amazing and they've always been wrong all of their predictions have been wrong now we're not we're not predicting here right 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 right. that's not what we're doing we're explaining we're explaining the jewish calendar and how it reveals the plan of god well let's try to do that then let's try to just from 30,000 feet above the desert floor, as the song goes, let's look down on the Jewish calendar. Let's so do that. The quote so unquote, where, does yeah. the, where does the Jewish calendar begin? Okay, so the beginning of the Jewish calendar begins in the beginning. That's exactly right. In right. the beginning. Right. Which is, where do we read that? Well, we read that in, uh, of course, the very beginning book of the story called Bereshit or Genesis. Genesis. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God. In the beginning. We also read in a couple of places, but specifically in the Gospel of John, he starts out by saying, in the beginning. Was the word. Was the word. In the beginning. So he is very much, this wasn't by chance. that. No, it wasn't an accident that John did that. Right. He he was culturated. He knew in the beginning. He knew in the beginning. He's a Jew. So if we read many, many other places Mm. throughout Scripture, Mm. from many, many different prophets and places where it says, the time is not random, but specific days and events, as you pointed mm-hmm. out, the festival events, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. length of them, the mm-hmm. day they start, mm-hmm. when they start. These are important. These are not just random. Who cares if I'm off by a week mm-hmm. or two weeks? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking at now is in the present day, in our day, on the what's called the rabbinic calendar that came out of the Pharisaic movement of the New Testament that we read about, mm-hmm. The year today, according to their calendar, mm-hmm. is the year 5,782 or 5,782. What? 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 Right. 5,782 right. total right. years? Right, right. Okay. So they reckon their time from day one yeah. that we are 5,782 years later. So, so <laughs> hang on day. a second. The ev- the evolutionists are screaming at you right now. Right, right, right. right. So, how do you account for mm-hmm. all of the geological findings right. that say that we have an old Earth? Right. Yeah. So, all those uh, findings, uh, uh, archaeological, geological, all those things. It it's really simply and helps a lot if if we, one just remembers to keep in mind. The Bible is not an all-encompassing tell-all of everything God ever did and ever was and ever will do. It is in the beginning of our story. Our story. story. I want you to know that I'm going to reveal to you through Israel yes. is in the beginning. In the beginning. So we got. that's when God started the clock. That's correct. For our story. For us. Right. Yes. Now, was there anything before that? That's maybe for another show, Jeff. You and I have discussed. Mm. Seemingly, mm. there's illusion mm. more than one place, but in the very first chapter yeah. of something yeah. was uh, in chaos before God made order there out of it. There was a thing. There was a thing. There. There. And we don't know how long it was there. Right. Could have been <laughs> 33.4 <laughs> billion years of 
existence. Well, now we're doing what you get very upset when I yeah. do when I talk out loud, and that's just like the Mayans have their epics of time where started and, cr- and crashed, started and crashed, started and crashed. But if you want to talk about time on our snow globe mm. and how it affects us, mm-hmm. yes, we are in the year 2022, mm. 5782 by the rabbinic, pharisaic reckoning of time. And then it becomes, okay, let's break those down into well-known ancient epics of time and what did they look for in those epics. Wow, yeah. And, and this is the laying out. You know, so God's, when we make a plan, it has a date at the beginning. When we're going to pl- begin our plan, we're going to execute the plan. Right. And we have a date when we're going to do that. Right. And we have a date that we think it's going to end. I mean, we plan to be done by this date. In human terms, it doesn't always work out, right? I think that's the thing about our story is that if it has a beginning, implied, Uh and more than implied, Uh is it has an ending. Uh And the Bible itself, replete, beginning to end, end to beginning, front, back, every way you look at it, consistently talks about ending, the end times, the end of days. And in the New Testament, Jesus' students, his Talmudim, as they were called, Uh, very common to have a rabbi have students. He had his students, his disciples, as we call them, and they said, when? Hmm. And many occasions, it's recorded where Jesus in Acts and in uh, Matthew and in Luke, they asked him, when? When will these things? When will be the end of the days? And so it wasn't as though they were wrong or faulty or they pulled this out of thin air. They knew the prophets had talked about an end of it all. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. There's this thing called time, and it had a beginning. And what's very strange to most of our listeners is this created thing called time has an expiration date. It has an expiration date. It has an end. So I I want that to be understood, that, that when God's plan, right, began with us, that was day one, year one. That's right. That's right. That's when he started his plan. Right. As a matter right? of fact, it doesn't mean it the earth one. didn't exist before that, right? It was void, right? What were some of the other things you just said to me about what it looked like? Uh, well, it was in chaos. It, it was talks in about chaos. his spirit was over the waters. What was the, what was the Hebrew word you said? That tohu. Was, tohu, which means, how like, is it translated? Like desolation. It's translated like void, right? Void. But is how it's translated. Void, desolate. But it, but it means disorganized, incomplete, in chaos, not ordered. Right. And what the, what did God do? He brought order to it. It's exactly and gave it shape and gave it, uh, and, and you were talking about the Big Bang a second ago. Right. What, do you, what, did you, what were you going to say about that? Well, we were just discussing and kind of humorous be- between us back and forth about how our story, our in the beginning, yeah, as yeah, it were, yeah. our once upon a time as fairy tales start, yeah. they're, they're just saying, yeah. at this time this started, once uh-huh. upon a time is yeah. a fairy tale. Yeah. Ours is not a fairy tale, it's in the beginning. Mm. But people who don't believe this book or haven't been introduced to it Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, they talk about trying to do the same thing we're trying to do, which is make sense out of this universe, this Mm -hmm. snow globe we Mm -hmm. live in, and they Mm -hmm. say, well, out of nothing, out of absolutely nothing, there was nothing. We had an explosion, Mm -hmm. a big bang. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing, Mm -hmm. and the nothingness caused an explosion. Yes, yes. Right. Right. So they would say, well, that's not what we believe or whatever. It's Mm. it's morphed over time, but that was the big bang. Out of nothing, 
It exploded. <laughs> okay. Irregardless, as somebody's pointed out too, that takes more faith than anything to believe right. nothing could cause an explosion. But, but I always mm-hmm. thought, mm-hmm. I always thought that that the earth as we know it mm-hmm. began, I mean, God, you know, I, I interpreted the Big Bang as, right, and God did it. And mm-hmm. it was all of a sudden there was light. Right. And all of a sudden there was the earth. And all of a sudden there was. It's so important for us to grasp this in the beginning idea. It's the beginning of God's plan for this earth and the people that will inhabit it. That is the beginning of the story in the book. Of our time. Right. The beginning of the beginning was. Who knows what the beginning of the beginning right. or how many begin? I mean, that, right. that, we don't know. No. He could have done this before. Uh, we, right? We don't know that. We, but we're not talking about that because we don't know anything about that. But we do know that in the beginning, there was a void thing there that was, was disorganized and not were, and it was already there in the beginning. And then God formed it. And then he formed it. And he started talking about it as day one, day two, day three, time, separating the lights, the darkness, the earth. Exactly. All of that in Genesis. Right. Right. There's nothing new in the whole Bible, by the way, Jeff, that's Mm. not at least in some small measure, at least, referenced in Genesis. There's Mm. nothing, nothing at all Mm. throughout all of the, the recordings of Scripture that we cannot find. You're you're not saying Genesis. that Genesis is the foundation for the entire book, are you? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that, uh, <laughs> unlike how we tend to think of our time that we're going to get to, is yeah. linear mm. and starts at a point and goes out, mm. and you add mm. things and events mm. occur. Uh, to God, it's all it's all happened already. It's all done already. Mm. He's in a different dimension. Mm. He's not bound by the thing he created called our snow globe. I, mm-hmm. I like to call it that. Our mm-hmm. earth, our mm-hmm. dimension. Yeah. And this thing we're also bound by, most specifically, mm. time. Time. We all have a beginning and we all have an end. Yeah. But God's not bound by that. And he sees it all as more intertwined, intermingled. So Genesis, mm-hmm. while we can call it a foundation, nothing wrong with that, it's yeah. strictly... He's just revealing truth that's true throughout eternity, as it were. Even when time ends, it'll still be truth. And there's no new truth. There's no additional truth. There's elaboration. There's clarification. There's expansion. But there's no new truth. It's all in, in the beginning. Something that has just crossed my mind that I want to share with our folks here is that if, if the whole thing was 13.5 billion or whatever, 3.5 billion years, right, then my life isn't even a speck mm-hmm. of right. that time. Right. But if the time starts 5,782 years ago, my time is more significant. Yeah, it's still it's a speck. A, it's still, <laughs> but it's a much bigger speck than right. it would be with 3.5 billion. Right. You know, and yeah. that's where you get off, and, and, and we want to yeah. try to explain a few things about what, what is time. Mm-hmm. But but to, to bring that back then, just to say, okay, whether we believe that the year is actually 5,782 years from creation, from creation, or simply the year 2022 from the birth of Jesus, mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. 4,000 years before that. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. 
Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mute point in that we know there's something far more accurate. Mm-hmm. We know there's a set time. We know that the scriptures talk about it over and over and over again about seasons, times, events, set times, the festivals, everything. And so for our purposes, we know that this 5782 has some merit at least. We're not going to disparage the rabbinic no, calculation no, of time. No, we're not. But there's plenty of others that would say there's problems with that. There's lots of difficulties with that, and there are. And they would add an additional period of about, depending on who you talk to, often 165 more years. Well, if you do that, I I added it up longhand here before we started, and that would bring us to the year 5,947 from creation, Mm. which becomes important for our discussion where we hope yeah. to get to today because yeah. we are breaking this up into three 6,000-year periods that are named, that are further broken up, but that are well-known, and we can talk about that in a minute. But You mean three 2,000-year periods? Uh, yes, what did I say? Six. Oh, yeah. A 6,000-year period with three 2,000-year periods, and it, it gets complicated, I know, so we'll keep it simple. No, that's, that's, it's great. Well, the first thing to do then is to say, okay, if that's true, where do we get the bases for that? Well, Uh first of all, this was well known to the ancient rabbis as well as all of the early church fathers. Mm -hmm. Plenty of writing on this. Mm. It's easy to look up. And if somebody wants wants to get that, uh, they can contact us or they can go to our Facebook page and leave us a message. Or we'll be posting stuff about it as well. But if you want to really get into it, that's the that's the place that you can uh, Facebook uh, go to Facebook and why is the why, Israel? Why does the Middle East matter? Right, and so um, it's it's such an easy thing to call up is the six thousand year seven thousand year mm-hmm. plan of God. It, mm-hmm. Either way, but uh, we can read about that in Peter, mm. and that's a yes. New Testament. Yes, that was the first thing I got when you told me that. Right, right. right. Yeah. So so Peter. He says it in a very interesting way. He's referencing Psalm 90. Yes. Uh, and he said this thing. He said this. He said, uh, Beloved, do not let this one thing escape your notice. With a day, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. This is very much, he's paraphrasing or, or uh, referencing back to Psalm 90. Well, if you take that concept, and that is one of the concepts that people used, that thousand-year periods are like a day. So, <clears throat> if you do that and you take two days from creation, you are now from creation, let's say day one in the beginning, to Abraham. And that is that period called tohu, or, mm. or desolation, or mm-hmm. chaos. The second 2,000-year or two-day period is from Abraham to Messiah. And that age, that epoch, that two days, 2,000-year period is called Torah. Now, within that period, what happened? Well, we know Moses was born, and they got the Torah on Sinai, and Jesus came, the fulfillment of the Torah. 
So that's 4,000 years. Well, even from the Gregorian calendar that we reckon time by, if we go back 2,000 years, that's the birth of Jesus. We Gentiles, Mm -hmm. we call it uh, A.D., Anno Domini, right? Mm -hmm. After death. Mm -hmm. That is another two-day period, and that period was known as uh, Days of Messiah, Age of Grace, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, that's what Christians believe. We are in that third of the two days or the 6,000 years. Okay, so we come all the way full speed back to our fun numbers <laughs> question we're doing here. And you say, if we're really at 5782, we're pretty close. But if you add 165 years that are definitely not accounted for Mm -hmm. we are even closer at 5947 to the end of our sixth day and that's what the new testament talks about going into the seventh day or the seven thousandth year and it's known as the millennium the millennium and that's when jesus returns right and rules and reigns on the earth for for one thousand years that's another day. Right. That's the seventh and, day. And then at the end of that period, that millennium, the new heaven, the new earth comes. Everything is made new and a different thing. And the eighth day, seventh, or yeah, the year seven thousand, the eighth day begins. Right. And that's when we get into uh, the Jewish writings in Revelation that become all. Um, mysterious and metaphysical and the Mm -hmm. whole eighth day but we won't go there one because we're not ready to do that but just breaking down this whole idea of 2,000 years 2,000 years 2,000 years wow that's almost our day we're almost up no matter how you reckon it Mm -hmm. and then the seventh day all of this parallels the festivals the feasts all kinds of other illusions Uh, For instance, we know uh, in Hosea 6, it says this, Jeff. It says, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Mm -hmm. Well, Hosea understood this calendar, this idea. He said, after two days, he will restore us. On the third day, well, this is exactly, it's been two days, 2,000 years since Jesus, the Messiah, died, we're coming up into the third day when it says we will live in his presence. And that's exactly what the seventh festival of Sukkot that we've talked about, Tabernacles, is all about, dwelling with God. So there's all these pictures of this epic of time broken up into 2,000-year, two-day periods and referenced by Peter as though, don't, don't forget this, don't let it escape your notice, you know this, you know. Yeah, and that's something that I I keep having to relearn is that everything that's in the Bible, every word that's in the Bible has been written through a Jewish mind. Right. Yeah, that's exactly and right. And they know what they mean, right? They're speaking through the Jewish context. Right. They're through, speaking through the Jewish understanding. Right. And if I don't try to look at it through that lens... I'm really not going to understand it. Well, it's it, it's certainly helpful if you can try to get into that uh, a, a, a Hebrew mindset. Now, mm-hmm. certainly, we just by the fact that we had different factions or sects of the Pharisees, we read S- about the S-E-C-T, S-E-C-T. The sects, right? Yes. Sects. Yes. Uh, I yes. don't know how to quite I do just that. don't want you to get mail. <laughs> and... Uh, 
and yeah. a third of the Essenes, yeah. and and that's exactly right. But to to just finish up our thought then on this calendar, it's helpful to know why. Mm-hmm. And so we said, well, why? If you know where you're kind of at on God's yeah. timeline. Yeah. Uh, it can help a person hang on. I mean, we can yeah. look around us today with all this chaos of the Ukraine right in our day, right as we're speaking now, and the whole earth seemingly falling apart with the latest COVID thing, whether it's manifestation it's taking. And if you don't know, wait, I know generally that God said, hang on. I know generally he said, I'm coming. I know generally he said it would be like the days of Noah and these things. But if I know there's a timeline a specific verifiable timeline, it will help people hang on and just be more determined to say, wait a minute, the end is in sight. Because as humans, if there's no end in sight, yeah. we can't hang on. Hopeless. We, it's hopeless. You yeah. can't sometimes hang yeah. on. In, uh, some yeah. will, but you can't. Yeah. But these 2,000-year periods, just to finish that and just make it simple, these were also broken up into 500-year periods. Then they were broken up further into 50 jubilee years. What are the 500s? Well, the 500s are called onas. Ona. Onas. So each each 2,000-year, uh, two-day had four onas. Onas, okay. Then each ona was broken up into five, 50, 50. Uh, uh, t- ten. It would be 10, 50-year periods called jubilees, jubilees, of which we read of the jubilees. Wow. And each one of those jubilees Please. is further 50. broken up into the seven-year cycle called the Shemitahs, of which 2022 is a Shemitah year. So the Shemitah... Seven of those in a 50-year plan, which right. means that next year is a jubilee year. Here's something that's important to know about that. Uh-huh. If you say, okay, whether we're in 5947 or we're in 5782, we're close. We're close to that 6,000 years. Especially if we're in 5947, we add those missing years, mm. which that's a whole separate study mm-hmm. and a whole separate issue that you and I talked about. Mm. But if you do that and you say, wee, whoa, that's close, even closer than that is Jesus came at the transition from the age of Torah to when he came two days ago, 2,000 years ago, to transition into the age of grace or the Yomim Shel Mashiach, the days of Messiah. He came in the last portion, the last jubilee year, as he said in the Gospels, this day this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, referencing a jubilee Jubilee. year. No kidding. Hang on a second. So that that quote from Isaiah in Luke is Jesus professing a jubilee, stating that this is a a jubilee. This is a jubilee year. Uh That's exactly right. Uh And he said this is fulfilled. And so as somebody has pointed out, I think more than one place, it's been pointed out, he came at the very beginning of the cusp of the last jubilee cycle. So the, the... the last jubilee before the transition year when he would start the uh, age of grace at the very beginning of it. In other words, he didn't come at the end, the last day, the 50th year, right? Right. He came at the very beginning. And so if that's the case and we say, if we say for our discussion, we are actually in the year 5947. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that that's correct. Mm. And we say, wow, there's only two years left because this year will be, uh, it'll actually become 5783. There's only two years or three years left before it's a jubilee. And if Jesus came the first time at the very, very beginning of that last jubilee cycle, we're getting pretty close. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So we can look yeah. at all this chaos in the Ukraine and other things, all this, this horribleness coming, and you can say, 
I already knew that Jesus would come, but it's sometimes nice to get that broken down and see, wow, it's already done these things before, and people knew these epochs of time. Mm. So this okay. is where we are. Excellent. Well, folks, uh, this has been an overview. It's been, f- I mean, it's flown by, I know, but uh, we, we, we don't want to go further today because, you know, I just think it's important for you to get this orientation right now. And so we'll be back next time uh, with a deeper dive into this whole calendar thing. If you have questions or thoughts, please uh, go to our Facebook page, Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? And uh, post, message us, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, uh, talk about it in the, next, uh, in the next show. Hold on to your hats, as they say, because uh, we're just going to get into this in a way that reveals the plan of God. The Jewish calendar reveals God's plan. He set it up. It's his calendar. They are following his guidelines, his directives, his commandments as this calendar has been created. So stay tuned. You ain't seen nothing yet. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom. And see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>